0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, April 30th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. In the Supreme Court case of Ricci versus DiStefano, racial preferences in hiring and promotions are once again at stake. Ilya Shapiro, Cato Institute Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies and editor of Cato's Supreme Court Review, details the case. The city of New Haven, Connecticut,
1: wanted to promote firefighters. They needed new captains and lieutenants. So they conducted uh, a a neutral test. They hired an uh, out-of-state third-party company that specializes in producing all sorts of exams for firefighters, among other people, um, to test people, uh, a promotion exam. And uh, the results were that uh, the people eligible for promotion based on the civil service rules were all white and Hispanic. There were no blacks who were eligible after the result of this exam for promotion in the fire department. The City Civil Service Board um, decided not to certify the results of this exam, decided not to promote anybody. Uh, After uh, considering various political developments, the the local Al Sharpton came out and said that there would be trouble if they went ahead with this. Uh, So ultimately the board just decided, okay, we're not going to promote anybody. Uh, They also feared being sued by the black firefighters under a disparate impact suit under uh, civil rights law, Title VII. Instead, they got a suit from the white and Hispanic firefighters. I mean, this is not rocket science what's going to happen here Uh, under the very plausible theory that their equal protection rights under the Constitution were violated in that they were denied a promotion solely because of, uh, of their race.
0: Now, the Cato Institute filed a brief in the case. What are the policy implications and what was the argument made by the attorney for Cato?
1: Sure. The the parties and other amici uh, covered a fair bit of the constitutional law and the Title VII issues. So we filed a uh, a pithy little brief talking about what employers would face if the rule that the lower courts put in, and by the way, the lower courts, there's some weird procedural history here, but essentially the Second Circuit in New York, um, uh, allowed the city to pursue this policy, this this non-promotion policy, and uh, we said that if if this ruling were allowed to stand, then employers the incentive that they would have would be any time they had any sort of test or uh, neutral criteria, and and you know nobody is alleging that the test that the test was racist or had some sort of racist animus behind it or anything like that. Uh, which you can imagine in other circumstances, but here that's not a problem. But so, any time an employer would have this type of test, uh, if it just resulted in a statistical disparity, regardless of the cause, they would throw it out because uh, they wouldn't want to be sued for Title VII violation, um, and that and that makes no sense. Uh, I mean, if 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 your test is objectively uh, race neutral and actually tests what you're going to be. Uh, requiring on the job, in the case of firefighters, you know, you know whatever skills that they need. Uh, you could imagine race-neutral tests that aren't job-related. For example, let's say they had given an algebra exam to these uh, firefighters. No race problems, but a job relating narrowly ta- tailoring problem. Okay. Um, so th- what we're saying is, as long as there's no uh, strong basis and evidence for there being some sort of racist allegation to the test, then the employer should feel free to go ahead with its hiring or promotion or salary decisions, uh, even if that means uh, one particular ethnic or racial group isn't being represented in this employment
0: decision. In the oral argument, I know a lot of people lose money on this, betting on things like this. Can anything be read into uh, what the justices were interested in?
1: In this case, I think it's rather clear how it's going to come out, actually. I'm Fairly certain, and I will put money on this. If you want to bet me, um, that it'll be a 5-4 decision. That's 100% certain, and I'm I'm fairly certain that Justice Kennedy will join the the more conservative so-called side, uh, inciting for the the white and Hispanic firefighters who brought the suit against the city. Uh, now, I do think that he will, if he's not writing the majority opinion, he'll write some sort of narrowing concurrence like he did in a school uh, race-based assignment case two years ago called Parents Involved, involving the school boards in Seattle and, and uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, saying that, uh, well, we, we can't throw out race consciousness altogether, but in this case, it was really egregious, and he'll set out some sort of uh, not very bright line rule about how to go further, uh, how to how to go forward in the future. so i I think that's what's going to happen. And the way that the argument played out, you could see that all of the justices were trying to curry Kennedy's favor. At one point, uh, Breyer actually uh, asked a hypothetical. He's known for asking these elaborate factual hypotheticals. Well what if this was different? What if this was different? Um that uh, not so thinly veiled, uh, was a not so thinly veiled reference to Kennedy's concurrence in that parents involved case. So that's how definitely how it's going to come out. And uh, you know, I, sh- I I certainly hope that whatever rule is drawn gives employers clear guidance because you know I'm a lawyer, and if I was a- advising an employer right now how to act based on some. Uh, test that uh, in firefighting or, or otherwise that, that resulted in this racial disparity, I wouldn't know how to advise them because, as happened with the city, they were facing suits on, on both sides.
0: Ilya Shapiro is editor of the Cato Institute's Annual Supreme Court Review. You can read the brief Cato filed in the Ricci case at cato.org.